Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 93 of the Knowledge is Power Hour. I'm Bran, like Game of Thrones. Oh, I thought you were going to say like Raisin. No, Game of Thrones, epic. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is epic. Uh, I'm Christian, um, like the... We know that, but what's your name? (laughs) Like the denomination? Classic, classic bit. Yep, that is a classic bit. Um, well, Bran, welcome to this week's episode. Thank you. We have a medieval theme in store because of the uh, Thrones tie-in. Well, as everybody knows, um, this week is the uh, big finale for Game of Thrones, and we just want to kind of, you know, hop on that bandwagon and really like take advantage of the zeitgeist right now. Yeah, and we're all waiting to see who wins the game. I would love to know. Um, I know they are on their last turn. The dice have been sort of loaded in uh, Uncle Wario's favor uh, lately. But, um, you know, anything could happen um, this turn. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be watching on Home Box Office, and we hope you are too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But in the meantime, um, we got to talk about ourselves, because isn't that what we're here to do? This is a podcast. This is a podcast with two white men, after all. So um, I'm half Hispanic, in oh, that's uh, true. blood only, I suppose. <laughs> well, anyway, Brian, how was your week? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. We got back. We were uh, Hannah and I were in Michigan a bit ago, mm. uh, a safe state, uh, and, <sighs> and then we flew back through Chicago. And because of that, we had a, a quarantine. Came back, our power was out. Uh, and all the food, like it just it had been out for a while, so it was like we had to throw out all the food. It was smelly, and we couldn't leave. And doormen were holding us hostage because they thought we had COVID. Uh, and slash, we were very easy to bully. Uh, long yes. story short, I'm feeling great today. I'm, relatively, I'm glad. So, how much spoiled food did you have to eat to survive? Uh, well, I don't want to. I don't really want to talk about it. Oh, okay. Spend I just wanted the pity party without the details. I see. Okay, so you wanted to have your cake, but also you wanted to eat your cake, but also like hide it from view. That's exactly right. Okay, interesting. Well, you better keep that cake in the freezer. What's uh? Give us a slice of your life. Slice of my life. Uh, my life. Piece of cake. Uh, no, we just uh, we Grace and I moved um this month. And we're basically fully unpacked now. We got to put the art up on the walls. That's sort of the last step. <laughs> As all you home buyers know, that's the last step. Um, but yeah, no, I carried um, insanely heavy things for like three days straight and, um, you know, didn't get hurt too bad. I think the most hurt I ever got in the process was uh, a few nights ago when I stubbed my toe so hard that uh, it started bleeding. That's a very hard stub. I've stubbed before and never like that. You hate to stub like that. It was right before bed too. So then I had to put a band-aid on my toe and wear a sock to bed so I didn't get blood on the sheets. And uh, that that foot was so hot all night that it was like kept me awake. Didn't have a icy hot? None of that. Uh, I don't believe in that. I think if it's icy, it's it should say it should stay icy hot and. I say Fire and Ice, a song of Fire and Ice. Game of Thrones. Fire should stay hot and ice should stay cold. And ne'er the twain shall meet. 
And they probably shouldn't even have a song at all about it because that no. just implies they come together. And they never should and will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except exactly. for this week's episode. That's what I've heard of uh, rumbling. Well, hey, stay tuned. You never know what you might get. Well, you will because you read the books. I did read the books. So I do know what happens, but I'm not, you know, I'll yeah. never no tell. No spoilers. Thanks. No spoilers. Brian, um, we have some dead ants in one room and the fridge has been leaking. Um, which are both insanely annoying. But other than that, the new place is great. Were the ants alive when you moved in? That is such a good question because, like, no. They show up and they're already dead. So I don't know if we moved on to some sort of ancient ant burial ground and these are the bodies that are being sort of shoved into the the netherworld that is the bedroom um, or what. But the ants are either very slow and confused or they're dead is it possible that the ants are raisins raisin bran like raisin bran i thought you meant like california raisins any i actually bought california raisins at the beginning of the pandemic because i thought i was going to be trapped forever uh and Mm -hmm. i was like oh oh i've got to get something that's going to last and then i haven't eaten them since because nobody eats them no brian what you should do is have oatmeal for breakfast and you put some raisins in there along with some, like, cinnamon, brown sugar, salt, peanut butter. Oh, that's what I have every day for breakfast. Is it really? Yes. I'll send you some raisins. Please do, because one time I did buy the California raisins, and they're, like, they're more expensive than the Aldi ones. The Aldi ones are so cheap, so we have those now. But I have to say, California raisins are better. I hear that California is getting a fire tornado. I don't know what that's going to do to the raisins, but uh, it should hope. send them the raisins through the roof. I hope it steers clear. I hope it, you know what I hope it does. I hope it goes to the freaking grape grapevines and shrivels those up so we have more raisins. I hope not for all the all the grape heads out there, mm-hmm. like myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love a grape. Are you team red or team green? Green. Me too. Although I think green grapes can go can be bad much more often but the highest of green grapes the highs are like ludicrously good that's part of the thrill of grapedom <laughs> it is you go into the grocery store and i this is what i do i don't know about you but i go into the grocery store i go to the grape section and i individually kind of squeeze and pinch each grape in the bag before deciding that i want the other bag uh I, I don't do that because, I, you know, New York Times is just like grab and go, the hustle and the bustle. Uh-huh. I yeah. used to. And I've I found that my grapes have actually been decreased in value since. But Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. No, I get it. You're making wine in that, in that grocery store by squeezing all those grapes. And they're not paying you for that. No. And that, then I'm making more wine. Exactly. Exactly. Online <laughs> via my uh, digital platforms. Um, Brian, you know what I am getting paid to do? Count heads. That's great. Thank you. I got what? hired by the census. So how, how are you going to do it? Well, uh, it's actually funny because I'm not actually counting people for the census. I'm just like going to be an office clerk and do office things in an office. So I do have to go in. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm working for Uncle Sam now. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you'll figure out what you'll 
do specifically? I guess is it like verifying information? I assume it's just like the office. I'm going to carry pallets of paper around. I'm going to get people's coffee. I don't know. I'm just office clerk. That's my title. There's like no other information. It's very weird. It seems strange that you'd have to go into the office, but I guess something I learned from my travels to yes. the great state of Michigan is that things are different in different places, believe it or mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Brian, I live in what you, uh, coastal elite, would probably call flyover country. And believe it or not, we show up to work every day. Mm, not me. No. No, I know you sit in your little telepod and you... Uh, do your telephone into telework. Tell me about it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I have that job. I also got hired by a school. So things are looking up for old K-Man. And then you'll be a county attendance too. So a lot of county these days. It will be a lot of county. I'm going to get one of those clickers that you put in your hand and then you go like tick, 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 tick. Every time a child walks in the room, I'm going to count them. Do they do roll calls on Zoom meetings? No, probably not, because I'm sure you can see everybody who's th- logged in and the like, the people, the participants. Well, you could see, but I'm sure there's somebody out there who's not as uh, technologically proficient. Sure. I mean, you could knock out five or ten minutes just doing roll call, right? So that's something. That's Yeah, that's the teacher's mantra. How do we knock out 50 minutes? And then... How do we kill time here? <laughs> yeah, you, can't, um, you can't put on a movie anymore. No. Movies are canceled. Back, back in the old days, you used to be able to roll an AV card in. TV oh, those were the days. Seat belted to the top of a rolly chair. But you can't do that anymore for, uh, I mean, obvious reasons. I won't even list them, but it's because it's not PC, but you can't do it anymore. Yeah, we can't talk about COVID like we no. used to. Ugh. The good old days when you could talk about it in the open air and nobody would care. Yeah, before the the uh, free speech networks that aren't so free uh, started censoring us. Exactly. And, you know, as I like to say, Brian, uh, it's a muzzle, not a mask. Maskal. A maskal eight. There's something there. Someone, listener, this is your joke. Listener, this joke could be yours. If you just punch it up and send it back to us, we'll try it out on the next show, and then you can feel free to use it. Yeah, actually, uh, for anybody who's curious, the mm-hmm. we can patch podcasts like software, like the yes. Kanye West 2016 album. If somebody sends us at kphshow at gmail dot com, yes, whatever that joke is, we yes. will add it to the show. We'll add it to the show. We'll play your joke over the air. You, all you got to do is finish the job. So, okay, all right, well. This is the uh, the new gig economy. That's our call to action. We have a CTA, and I hope um, I hope that it works. Because if we don't, it's gonna be a rough week. Yeah, because then yeah. we're gonna have a, a void in the show, and then you know, three minutes of dead air might mm-hmm. might see some drop off. You might see some drop off, but Brian, I'm not I'm not done with updates about me. I moved. I got a job. I got another job. And I tell you what, I had a, an unemployment hearing with a judge a couple oh. of weeks ago. How'd yes. it go? Yes. Was it in person? Well, no, it was on the phone. So I applied for unemployment because I couldn't get any sub jobs because it was distance learning. And then I couldn't find any regular jobs this summer. And I was like, I want unemployment because I'm going broke. 
and I was denied. The gall of the state to deny me. So I appealed it, so I was like, whatever. And then I had this um, over the telephone hearing with a judge set for like uh, Halloween, basically. It was like the day before Halloween. And then like... That's uh, October 30th for those of you following along at home. Thank you. Thank you for those of you with your calendar in front of you flipping through the pages. Just a little bit of this hour's knowledge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But it got moved up. And um, I called in and I was talking to the judge and he called my previous place of employment because basically I was technically appealing whether the Minnetonka School District, where I worked for a year before I went to grad school, uh, whether they like owed me unemployment, but which wasn't my problem. My problem was that I couldn't get any sub jobs, so I thought I could go to unemployment. So when I appealed, I thought that's what I was appealing, but apparently I was actually appealing like did Minnetonka, like, do they owe me unemployment? Which I was like, no. But anyway, so the judge called Minnetonka. They didn't answer. So it's just me and the judge hanging out, talking about his dog that's on his lap, apparently. I don't know. I'm, we're on the phone. I can't <laughs> see him. You know, I'm schmoozing. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make my best case here. And, um, you know, he asked me questions like, okay, so what did you tell them when you left? And I was like, well, I told them, hey, I just got accepted to a master's program for teaching. I, I'm not going to return next year. And he was like, okay, so did you ever say like the words, I quit? And I was like, you know, I was being truthful because I was under oath. I had to sign, swear an oath over the phone. And I said, no, I didn't say I quit. He was like, okay. Good, good to know. And then he was like, okay, um, do you have any more testimony? And I was like, yeah, I think this like, this hearing is like not what I thought it was. Cause I don't have a problem with Minnetonka or what they did. Like I left, it's fine. What I, my problem was is I got a sub license and I wanted to sub blah, blah, blah. And he was like, Christian, I'm gonna stop you right there. That's out of my jurisdiction. That's not what today is about. So just don't worry about it. And I was like, oh. He was like, do you have a closing statement? And I was basically like, no, I don't have a closing statement. He was like, okay, well, you'll I'll have a summary judgment to you uh, Monday. It'll show up in your account, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I get off the phone and I'm just like, well, that was stupid. It was like, nothing happened. Like, it was not really, f- I think it was like, technically I was like suing Minnetonka schools where I worked for one year and then said, I'm, I'm not returning, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the- the the whole system is fucked. Yes. I, I dealt with it in Texas a little bit. I've dealt with it now in New York. New York mm-hmm. had a lot of headaches uh, back uh, in March. Uh, I was fortunate, I guess, to be on it already. I don't know if that's the right word. Mm-hmm. But uh, even like the, like when I signed up initially, uh, I like signed up online and they're like, okay, you need to mail some stuff to Albany. So I yeah. mailed it to Albany. I didn't hear anything for two weeks. And then I like called them. And then they were like, oh, you didn't call. You should have called then. And uh, because you didn't call then, you don't get money for these two weeks. And it was like, that I was sucks. already kind of like ashamed to be taking money that was rightfully mine that I had paid into. Yeah, I mean, there's a stigma in some regards, but in another regard, it's like, mm-hmm. whatever. I think at this point, I think the, the pandemic took a little pressure off. But uh, in general, it just, the way that those cases are structured, uh, they, uh, I don't think it's like intentionally like bureaucratic in the sense that like, you know, they, they obviously don't want to pay out money. They want people to be working, which right. is kind of, you know, uh, like easy for me to say uh, not now that I'm not working, but kind of uh, like product of 
uh, like a bygone era where like yeah i mean it's like capital there isn't stable work be, yeah. anymore giving out your labor instead of the government taking care of you even though the government has so much money well and the government is literally like your money it is like literally the people's money so yes. in some regards it's like okay i get it if you know I, it's probably very, very frustrating for people who are working full time right now to see that like people are just making more money doing nothing and like incentivized not to work while mm-hmm. they're getting like slammed and so they're supposed to be thankful to be having a job. Uh, and then it's like their bosses know that they are stuck at home, so they're like getting forced fed more and more. Uh, while like somebody who's like actively not trying to do anything is like running around with more money than they've had in their life. Like that's got to be frustrating. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, um, but but it's like all these systems are like, you know, like people, and especially the at the young age who are entering a workforce that is primarily controlled by people who uh, were who are still in some regards, and I think for the most part, people understand the dynamics now, but are, are still used to workplaces that were set up to you could say they're twenty years. Um, so it's like all the young people who are now trying to navigate these systems. Uh, because they aren't that's that's skilled or whatever it is are, are used to instant gratification and like the internet in the private sector which is so fast and then the public sector is just like you know five days and then like this hearing stuff and it's just like i, mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense but it, it just is very very outdated and then everyone is unhappy yeah i mean it's just it's very clear that the system was not set up to um <laughs> to handle a global pandemic basically wasn't built to scale it was not built to scale. This is not a 10x system. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, that was very interesting. Um, and, you know, we just keep uh, we keep trucking along. I see that you are investing in some very good facial hair. Somewhat. So, I, as you know, I'm also moving. We talked about this a little. I guess you said yes. you moved, and we'll get to that. But now it's my turn to shine, baby. No, I, I have nothing more on moving. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you got the ants. Uh, you yeah. didn't kill the ants. The protector of wildlife. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I packed my electric razor in my bag and then went on vacation, and I didn't realize I didn't have it. The razor died, so I can't, like, trim it up. Yes. And it's, like, too long where I can't use a straight edge anymore without, like, shaving the whole thing off. And, right. It is uh, too – yeah. It's too long for that. And, I, you know, you know I hate scissors. I you, Well, yeah, you would famously carry a pocket knife everywhere you went in case you needed to cut any paper. Yeah. Like, I'd even say, like, hey, whoa, 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 don't use those. Let me use mm-hmm. my pocket knife. Yeah. And you would whip that out. Uh, and you were very good at knife tricks with that, I will say. Yeah. Didn't make me friends, but – it cut the paper. It certainly, yeah, it cut the paper. Uh, but you do have a nice, illustrious beard. So is that is that a, a new thing that you're going to hold on to for a while? Or is it something that will come off as soon as you find that cord? I think every time that we do a video when we have this podcast, you, you mention the beard. It's been here for a while. But this it looks like full right now. It I is. think it's, yes, it's as full as I've ever seen it. It's going to get trimmed. Okay, okay, it's going to get trimmed. Think of my beard like the U.S. workforce. Uh-huh. And then the razor is the uh, forces of the market coming. Yes. 
It's uh, going to get trimmed. To cut it down to size. Yeah, exactly. And that's just inevitable. So you approve of this sort of um, tidal wave of fate uh, that is the pandemic, sort of cutting the U.S. workforce down to size. Sure. Everybody knows that I love that nobody has any hope in life. Uh, that's that's <laughs> what I like. I like that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're all promised uh, some level of purpose through our careers and some yes. level of opportunity uh, and financial mobility. And I'm glad that nobody really has that anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, yes, you're, yeah, you're big thriving. into market forces. Okay, good, good. Uh, were you inspired by um, mountain men that you or lumberjacks that you met in Michigan? I did not meet anyone in Michigan, although I did notice a stark difference in COVID-19 response. Sure. Which Michigan and New York were, I would say, the first two states to really like flatten it. Now, you really? can say that Michigan. the reason New oh, York yeah, did was because right. they uh, didn't control it in the first place, which is fair. But yes. uh, we booked the trip because we knew that it was generally a safer state um, mm-hmm. and we were losing our minds. Yep. Right. Um, and it was interesting because they, Michigan was very much just like people walk around outside without the mask on, at least where we were, you know, like they put it on to go inside or that's how it, Minnesota is. Yeah. And I assume that's how most of the U S is. I had no idea. I mean, I generally knew, but like in New York, if you step onto the sidewalk and you're not wearing a mask, people give you like, you're getting the glare. I've, I've given the glare. I've talked sure. about it. You know, this. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. And then people were like, like we met up with Hannah's family uh, and everyone was like looking at us like we were insane. Like, like we didn't want to like, we, like we were you, being Because you had masked on. Yeah. Did, was it free? So, okay. But you so see, you wore the mask outside anyway. Uh, I mean, for the most part, like we went to the beach. So we got, you know, we bring it the first couple days we bring it and then we were like all right we're the only ones here with this so i got the peer pressure element of it um i felt a little like hypocritical in some regards because i was like i'm not leaving the house without a mask is how i always thought and uh you know it's like if you're the only one doing it it's kind of pointless yeah well it's like you're basically protecting other people from you yeah right Right. so you didn't wear it at the beach it was this the beach of lake michigan it was. It was great. It was a little chilly, but uh, we, we were able to get into the lake for one of the days. Were you staying at, like, a cabin? Uh, there was a beach house, like a beach house. street off of it. Fancy, uh, fancy. I see. Um, that sounds nice. nice. It was needed. Yeah, good. What were you there? How long were you there? I mean, uh, we were there for a week, and then went back through Chicago, which was not on the New York quarantine list, or was not, you know, it had a certain level of infection rate for the state of Illinois. And since we flew through Chicago, we had to fill out some paperwork, Uh uh, which is Uh natural. You know, it's like if someone else came in from out of state, I'd be like, you got to stay in for 14 days. What are you doing? So, like, you know, I'm not special. to. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we were in April and May when it, it was the epicenter, and we heard sirens nonstop for all hours of the day. We were still able to like go to the grocery store and you know go on walks and go to the park and you know just like wear the mask and mm-hmm. uh, I, it's, there's like an element of the law being something that like needs to exist as a chilling effect for people but in practice you know it doesn't totally make sense but at the same time it does and it's hard mm-hmm. to get mad at the government that did a good job in stopping it so yeah I don't know it's I mean it's the same way um, 
where well grayson actually went camping this past weekend um uh you just got a new apartment and then you went camping yeah we decided we didn't want to stay here anymore we wanted to go sleep outside um but it was in like southeastern minnesota and like you just start going outside of the city limits and you'd you'd be hard-pressed to see a mask anywhere uh in like gas stations and rural parts and everything like that it's crazy it's the culture war baby it's culture war we're fighting um and i think we're losing we lost we're we're not losing we lost it's over yeah yeah i suppose um brian have you ever been camping sure i was a i was a boy scout through sixth grade wow okay which means i quit yeah was it too hard for you uh i i got paired up with the annoying kid in camp three times in my first four campsites and that really messed with my uh, boy scout clout because (laughs) no one wanted to hang out with me because they knew that person would be there and it's possible that i too was annoying i'm not sure but in Mm, my you know you don't tell yourself that you were the annoying kid no never it was always the other one and that the other person definitely was definitely okay was this like a buddy system where you had to go with him everywhere for the most part yeah and then i like you know i I didn't see eye to eye with the scout leaders so Mm. i i left in a huff were you causing trouble? Not particularly. Not any more than normal, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, if you have any tips about how to start a fire, I'd love to hear them. Because I, I still don't have a surefire way of starting a good fire. A sure well, fire. When a fire starts to burn, right? Yeah. And it starts to smell? Yeah. Smoke? I don't know how the rest of it goes. Fuck. Okay. Well, it was a good try. Do you have lighter fluid? I guess you, you're not camping anymore. No, we didn't have lighter fluid. We used these, like, well, we used matches. That works. Sometimes it works. Crumple up newspaper, some some sticks and wood. Um, luckily, they sold firewood at the park. But, um, yeah, it was beautiful. Love, uh, love camping. Haven't done it in, like, 10, 15 years, but A+. What's, what spurred it this time? Um, we were just, like, wanting to camp... And um, we went with uh, our friends, uh, Bridget and Mark. I'm familiar. Um, yes. And um, they, they're they big campers. They're, they've camped like a few times. And so they sort of um, invited us and we were gung-ho. There was a huge storm that came through at like the one in the morning. I was in Chicago during that. Yes. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Friday night. Oh, maybe I wasn't. We were in Michigan well, still at that point. Yeah, there was the Derek. Derecho, Derecho, Derek Low, Derek Low. The Derek Low went through, I think, the weekend before, which we definitely had because Sunday night, last Sunday night, there was a storm here overnight that was the loudest, most constant flashing of lightning I've like ever seen in my life. I couldn't sleep because I would close my eyes and I would just see flashes. Like it was bad. Well, and also you were probably sleeping on the ground. Well, no, that was in our apartment. There was another storm Friday night that went over our tent, and um, the tent held, didn't leak at all. The rain fly worked beautifully. Um, five stars. Camping. Gonna go again? Hope so. I, I, I hope so. Hopefully, and I hope so. Um, I don't know when, but I enjoyed sleeping outside. The first night, you know, it was a little rough sleep-wise with the storm and getting used to the ground. But other than that, um, definitely, definitely a repeat, I think. 
you pitch a tent yourself or I guess they're big campers. They might've done it for you. No, no. I pitched Grace and I pitched our own tent. Um, and it was very easy. Tents these days, a, a monkey could pitch them. They're, they're that easy. A caveman could do it. A caveman could do it. Um, and I'm not a caveman and I did it. So I'm a cave. <laughs> Uh, so Brian, uh, I hear um, your partner Hannah was involved in something very uh, momentous the last few months. She was, uh, and that's part of the reason that we we kind of did our our trip was it, she finished a big project, and yep. uh, it was a nice little reward, a light at the end of the tunnel, at the end of the tunnel. <clears throat> tunnel. You want to, let's take let's take that again. Let's take from the top. Yeah, that's the, you're gonna rename the show Tubble. He said Tubble. MF just said Tubble. <laughs> anyway, tunnel. Yes, continue. Yeah, um, and I kind of feel weird talking about it, even because uh, like we're sharing an apartment, so now it's like I'm talking about the fact that she was working on a prominent podcast on Spotify that was recently released. And I don't want it to be like a stolen valor situation. I very much did nothing besides like annoy her. Cause you know, well, like she's... emotional support, Brian, which I would say is as much or more work than doing um, the physical work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, I, I am more responsible. You're right. Well, yeah, your name should be in those credits and I don't know why it's not. Yeah. Um, no, but it was interesting though. Cause, uh, I would see, like, I saw someone go on LinkedIn uh, who was, like, uh, low, like, a, you know, entry-level marketing coordinator at, yeah. at the company and was like, oh, I'm so glad that we just launched this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we were, you know, this is one of the most important achievements in my career. And then I, like, asked her and I was like, hey, do you know who this is? And she's like, I've, this person was not involved in this at all. <laughs> hey, just using Michelle Obama for clout, no big deal. Hey, I mean, I'm doing it right now. That's true, Brian, but this isn't LinkedIn. This is KPH. It's much, um, I would say, you can't just say whatever you want on this show like you can on LinkedIn. But yeah, no, it was it was a little weird uh, in the sense that, like, uh, I was definitely, I kind of found it difficult to, um, you know, justify saying stuff like, oh, hey, can uh can you you know can you wash the dish when you know <laughs> when she's got Obama, Michelle Obama on the other line yeah. on hold? So it's been humbling. I'll say that, uh, and that, that's not to say that the dishes aren't washed. It's just uh, I think in general it was like a little metaphor for you know yeah. I I've uh, it put things into perspective for me as far as uh, what you know it's not all about me. <laughs> I went through all this time thinking it was about me and yeah right. Same. And it, it wasn't. It, it turns out it's not. Now, Who luckily for, for me, it still is all about me. Yeah, I, I remember that. That's what we were, we were talking about up front. Yes. And I, I do appreciate that you've given me a little bit of time to talk about myself. <laughs> of course. And, you know, yourself, your accomplishments, just kind of what you've been sort of vibing on lately. I love to hear it. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's like, I, on one level, you know, uh, she's... A, further along in her career than I am. I was just talking about how uh, I've been on the New York unemployment. So yes. uh, that's, you know, that's a big ego situation. 
mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that you know just like shatter step on it jump on it which is all like that I do to myself she, she's done nothing but like just be good at life and her job uh, mm-hmm. and right it's you know we make it work <laughs> in a big way am I a deadbeat I don't think so no you don't think so now can I ask when Hannah and Michelle were, you know, talking about various accomplishments. There, there, yeah, there, there was a little bit of separate. I don't want to, there, there's a separation there. Were you and Barack just, like, going out, having some, like, guy time? Just kind of throwing darts, shooting the shit, talking about Harleys? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Damn. That's sick, dude. That's yeah. sick. Cool. Uh, no, I mean, you know... COVID, we I know we can't talk about it, but that did that did really get in the way of the Harleys. Yeah, sure. Maybe you couldn't ride sort of, um, you couldn't both ride on the same motorcycle. You had to take turns. Uh, yeah, or I you, you know usually you do the um, you know like one person's driving, the other person's behind, kind of yes. like holding on. Uh, you have to you know go back to back. And then, like, do a reach around the back kind of situation sure. to hold we, on. Because, yeah. yeah, you can't, like, breathe on somebody that's not no. that's not okay anymore. Not like no. it used to be. It's Yeah. Well, and it's a, it's much harder when there's a Secret Service agent in between you and um, the person who's driving. Yeah. So. so. Uh, and that person has to, like, sit sideways. Yes. Yes. So it's a whole thing. Well, I Brian, I'm just... Uh, I'm so impressed and I'm so proud of you for everything all the work you've done thank you on this like it's just it's crazy um, and I I can't wait until we have you know Barack Obama on this podcast I assume you know the whole Obama gang is they're gonna get into podcasts so um, let us know when he, when he'll be stopping by certainly I you know I it's gonna be about like seven levels of in-betweens I think Okay. But... Uh, hey, whatever you got to do, you know. Sure. You just kind of, like, you want something done? I know you. You go out and you get it. Thanks, man. So, that's great. That's great. You've been um, keeping up with the, the DNC? Well, I was going to ask, are they going to do a live Michelle Obama podcast, a live show at the DNC? Uh, I've actually... I would... Well, okay, so today's the 18th. It's a Tuesday. She spoke last night, the 17th. Yes. Kind of. It was a pre-recorded thing, and it was like the cuts were very strange. Uh-huh. Uh, the speech was powerful. It was okay. something that, you know, blew up online in a big way. In a big way. Uh, but, yeah, it was – the whole thing was very awkward to watch. I didn't see any of it. Um, I saw John Kasich was there um, for some reason, and um, the – the, the dog Bernie spoke. Michelle Obama spoke. Amy Klobuchar. Bernie? Yeah, you know, my, my man, my dog, Bernie. The underdog. Um, Amy Klobuchar brought her unique brand of Midwestern comedy to the show. Um, yeah, so what a night. Comedy is huge in politicians these days. You know, for so long, politicians weren't allowed to make jokes. And finally... No. No. Uh, finally, we're getting to see this great sense of humor. Finally, they Some can... Some one-liners. Yeah, kind of unlock their silly side. I, for one, am here for it. Uh, excuse me, Mr. President. You can't do that. <laughs> uh, how many how many nights does the DNC go? 
you know? I think it's two or three. It's just like, I don't know. We're in the middle of an emergency. It's in the middle of a pandemic. I understand you have to fire up the base or whatever, but like, yeah. who needs to hear this right now? Yeah, I, I really am interested to see how what the Republicans do. Are they going to do one? I, like I'm not this? sure. They did. They did. A, they had one scheduled in person in Florida that, uh, or I think it was like North Carolina, and then it got well, canceled both. in Florida, and then it got canceled. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling they're like, or I guess I've seen a few reports. Like I guess the Covington kid, you know that like picture of the um, the like 17 year old guy who was like stonewall facing a nun that got taken out of context and he got canceled as speaking at it so it's gonna be well, more he was like chanting at a native american guy or something i don't know the situation that is sure. the story he was like oh i was just sitting there you know fake news so i think it's gonna be uh-huh. more of that uh, uh-huh. so uh-huh. lovely is he gonna be the guest of honor uh he according to twitter which i don't even know whether to believe anymore because everybody's mad about everything all the time and yes i'm a little just desensitized um, and I will say that I was desensitized about it two years ago and tried to make a point about that, how everyone was mad and Damn. how the left functions on outrage. And then everyone's like, oh, you're a dick. And turns out I was right. Uh, wow. And now I am being okay. a dick. So maybe they were right. And <laughs> you're ahead who of knew? the curve. Who knew? More, multiple people can be right <laughs> about the same thing. <laughs> I've never seen it happen personally. Uh, but I will say the Covington kid is wrong. And not okay. in the sense that he is wrong, but the just general sense of like, hey, this is our political party this mm-hmm. is just, you know, not a winning strategy. But I also thought it wasn't a winning strategy in 16. And look what happened. So, yeah, well, and this is awkward, Brian, but like while we're on the subject, I, I think I will announce um, that I've actually been working on a podcast with the Coventry, the Catholic um, school kids. So, yeah, we're going to bring it um, to the KPH network. And we're just really excited to kind of tell their story. So, okay. Well, yeah. it is all about you. So, and it is, uh, it, and it's it stays being about me. So you got the the Covington kids to talk about it too. To talk about you. Yeah. Oh no, it's not about politics or that certain incident. It's about me. Yeah, you told them it was a Christian podcast, and they were like, "I want in." <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Um, yeah, you know, they were they were quicker to easier to fool than I expected, I have to say. They never even asked me for my real name, my full name at all. So, no big deal. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh, I did I okay, there the the RNC the GOP is going to have a convention because I just remembered that those two lawyers from St. Louis who were holding the guns and like protecting their house or whatever from not from peaceful protesters they're actually going to speak at the convention. I do I do wonder, like, I just feel like the convention is kind of structured for when, you know, it's like set up for legacy media companies that, like cable media companies and newspapers in the way that it currently runs. And now that there's kind of an on-demand publication uh, where you can, anybody anywhere can just like log in and share something. It doesn't mm-hmm. really just make sense with how things work anymore. Yeah. But I guess, I don't know if they build like a lot of, you know, having a centralized tent pole event allows them to raise donations or just like it's a good rah-rah, like, all right, here we go. Let's set the tone for the next four months. But it just seems kind of unnecessary overall. Uh, yeah, I think it is a rah-rah thing, but it doesn't work if it's not like a spectacle, I don't think. I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't tune in to a Zoom convention. I mean, I didn't watch last night. I don't think I'm going to watch tonight. But if it was like a thing where it was like full of pomp and circumstance, yeah, maybe I'll watch, maybe I'll donate some money. Um, but 
not if it's just like kind of I don't know I don't know it's and then it's like you if you lay out your party platform for the next four years you have some sort of really um bold vision right that's cool you got to introduce that but I don't think either party is has exactly a bold vision right now maybe the Republicans you know destroy everything that uh is good and helpful well yeah I mean I wouldn't even say that as much as uh maybe Trump is like I'm trying to say uh Trump is anybody who uh disagrees with him is wrong or criticizes him is wrong and then Biden's like, oh, this guy, am I right? And that's the that's what the next three months is going to be. Yes. Yeah. What was that Biden tweet I saw today? It was like, imagine if we had a president who listened to scientists. It's like, is that the best you got? Is that is seriously all you got to say? Come yeah, on. I mean, I think it's like he knows that he's got a certain core locked up and he's going after uh, the swing voters, whoever they are, that vague, like, amorphous concept of someone who, like, I'm trying to imagine somebody who's like, you know, I don't really know who I'm going to pick. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I guess that we say that every year, but like in the middle of uh, this pandemic, it seems a little bit more, uh, you know, I feel like we could have done the election three months ago and it wouldn't be any different than it'll be in November. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's kind of a one-sided uh, fight right now, but um, anything can happen. There's less than 100 days till election day, I think, so... Hey, hold on to your freaking butts, okay? Well, I'm ready for some drama, and I know I'm going to get it this Sunday on HBO. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I'd say that just about wraps up this um, pre-Game of Thrones series finale um, uh, precap show, wouldn't you say, Brian? Uh, Yeah, I I would say that I I think that Joffrey's going to win. You think Joffrey's going to win? See, my money is actually on um, Aragorn, king of Gondor, son of Arathorn. Okay, no, that's that guy's a loser. Okay, hey, you don't wield Narsil uh, uh, and get called a loser. Well, we'll see what happens, and then we'll and then we'll immediately get on. uh, We'll get it. We'll jump into the Discord for the post cap. We will be in the Discord for the post cap. Um, so we'd love to see you there, uh, and just, you know, savor it. This is the last Game of Thrones, Sunday night only, like kind of an era is passing us by. So I just can't wait to be there to see history. And I guess on that note, uh, stay, uh, stay epic. Stay epic and stay safe. Bye. Goodbye.